2: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2022 WGC Dell Match Play DraftKings Picks and Preview. Reminder to all of you out there to smash the like button for the episode in the comment section. Give me your favorite low-priced player to round out your DraftKings teams with this week for the match play and a reminder to sub to Mayo Media Network, sub to the newsletter and play in the DraftKings Listeners League. That link is available right now. In the description of this video, of this podcast, $15 to play, three max entry, no rake. thus, as you know, making it the best tournament on DraftKings. Let's fill that so we get our goal of 6,667 spots for $100,000 of guaranteed money at Augusta National, which is coming up in two short weeks. People, get ready! For the Masters, yes, it's absolutely coming. There is one name that will not be at the Masters, as it turns out. Skyler Hoke, host of the DP World Tour Picks and Bet Show on Mayo Media Network is on the line. Looks like Phil isn't going to Augusta, Sky. This is stunning to me. I thought if there was one place he would go, it would be Augusta. Now, do you think this is him not wanting to play, or do you think this is them, either Augusta or the PGA Tour, working in conjunction saying, yeah, Phil, uh, why don't you sit this one out?
3: I couldn't imagine Phil saying no to Augusta. So there's definitely something in the works, whether that was Augusta not wanting him to field those questions, you know, in Butler cabin, having those interviews or uh PGA tour said, Hey, we're not ready yet. I mean, masters is quickly approaching, but also PGA championship too, where it's defending champions. So you would have thought he would have played here to get into that, unless there's just a massive looming suspension that's already happened.
2: It, it kind, of, it's starting to feel a little bit like when DJ mysteriously disappeared from golf for six months once.
3: Yep. Yep. Exactly. And I thought maybe Bryson was uh, suspended or something too. And now here he is teeing it up this week.
2: Yeah. I don't think Bryson ever was because he kept being registered in the tournaments and then withdrawing like two days before because he was still too injured. I think like he legitimately is hurt or was hurt. I guess.
3: Yeah. I, he posts everything on social media, so he's been swinging it for a little bit, but maybe 100%. I mean, I'm excited to see him back. But um, yeah, it felt like something was fishy there. But no, fill out of the Masters completely uh, did surprise me.
2: So Jeff and I will probably talk about this more on next week's show for the Valero, because obviously we've already recorded our bet show that's already out on the pod feed and Mayo Media Network. Remember to rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you're a good person, if you're a shit person, then you're not going to do it. So think about that. If you've never done it, you're a shit person. Okay, you've done it. You're a great person. Many people say you're the greatest. I would be one of those people. Who would agree with that? Uh, additionally, we do have a bracket challenge going on. We're doing it with our friends at Fanteam.com. If you hit the description, you can join their link to play. It's on PGATour.com. Uh, you can get their password. They're giving away a bunch. Uh, it's free to join, but they're giving away a bunch of like free tickets into their contest and everything like that. But if you want to go deposit right now on Fanteam.com, remember to use code MMN. And if you play in a Corrales tournament that's $15 or more this week, you'll get a free ticket into their job giant 20k guaranteed masters dfs tournament so you can free roll yourself into that by having some fun against like soft competition at the corral so fanteam.com code mmn you can find those links all down there and play in that bracket challenge i've already filled out my bracket you can find it down in the description so i don't know, fade that and i guess you're good to go the bracket is very important though sky because of the strategy that goes into match play and where we have this on DraftKings. We didn't always have it on DraftKings uh, in the past, and they figured out a way to do it. And it's actually a lot of fun. I really enjoy playing Ryder Cup, President's Cup, match play. When anything is structured like this, I do think that there's an inherent advantage to those that understand the rules and concepts of what's going on. Now, is that going to guarantee that you're going to win? Absolutely not. But there is a way to build your team optimally this week to give you the most outs possible. Now, I think this can work one of two ways, and we'll talk through a few different strategies here. But do you want to lay it out for the people of what the best way to construct your DraftKings roster is this week?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And it's perfectly honestly why it's my my favorite week of the year is you know, outside of the majors, I mean, we get decent contests here, but also the field just eliminates themselves off the start. Because if we look at the bracket, basically you have to view it as, as regions. So four pods fill up the regions. And in order to maximize your potential, unlike a stroke play event, you know, the more you advance, the more holes you get. So there's going to be four golfers that play the most holes of everybody so not only though do you want to optimize your builds to get all four possible golfers in the final four if you truly want to hit the nuts you got to back it up one more round and you'd want to hit six out of eight golfers in the elite eight now I think this is the fourth year we're running this on on daily fantasy we've yet to see anybody go six of eight in the finals and we'll talk about optimal versus what what really might happen but that would be the absolute perfect scenario if you can make all your golfers do that so in order to build that way first thing of course is you need one golfer in each of those four regions and then if you need to uh continue on optimally you need to have the two additional golfers make sure they're in different regions and you don't want them to be in the pod next to any of your golfers so that would mean basically make sure your golfers cannot match up in the second round or the first round of the advancing out of pool play. That way, everybody can wait to the corner finals to match up. And hopefully, I mean, there's a 0.001% chance. It seems like you can get six of six into the elite eight, but that would be the dream scenario. So the
2: big thing this week, too, to make sure that you can construct your DraftKings lineups optimally, if you want to, you don't need to do it. We'll talk through that in a second, because like Sky said, you have a point zero zero maybe even zero, one chance of actually pulling this off. And no one's going to pull it off. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. But you do give yourself different paths and different outs in order to maximize the amount of points that your team is going to have. If you're going to win a GPP, spoiler, you're going to need the guy that fucking wins the tournament. Uh, You're going to probably need someone else in the final four. Like, having the winner, and even the winner of, like, the third place match is probably good enough. You don't necessarily need to have the guys in the finals because the guys in the third place match play as many holes as the guys in the finals and frankly although you get the finishing points i think uh, do you even get finishing points for this now i don't even know anymore
3: um let me pull it up to make sure because because the year molinari so that would have been i think the year bubba won molinari was the highest scoring golfer without winning the tournament so i'll pull that the exact finishing position as we talk here but yeah there's basically you, you just need the holes more than anything
2: yeah, because you get the points for the birdies, you get the points for the streaks, and if you win your match, you get the de- you get points for winning the match, and you get like the dead money of the holes that are left over if someone wins like six and five. There's a big advantage Correct. to your golfers for actually blowing out the competition. So theoretically, the way that you would want to play it out, if you could only have two of the four finalists, you would almost want them playing each other in the semifinals, and then one wins and one wins the third
3: place game. <laughs> yep, and confirm no no finishing position on it.
2: Yeah, so that would actually be the most optimal way to do it. So now you're really galaxy-branding yourself. Uh, So there's different ways to go about this as we go through it. On FantasyNational.com, if you go to the lineup generator, Moose has it worked out that you can build your lineups with one player from each quadrant at a minimum and then figure it out from there. So it's designed to make it as easy as possible to do these builds if you want them. So FantasyNational.com slash Mayo will get you 20% off. Fuck, get the monthly right now, you'll get this tournament, and you'll get the Masters, plus everything else surrounding it. So now's really the time to jump in. Don't wait to the Masters, because this is probably, although I think, Sky, that Fantasy National is a gift every week to help me do my research and help make things very streamlined for myself with research, with building lineups, everything like that, this one is probably the only generator out there for lineups that is going to do this for you.
3: Yeah. Quick check. And that's why the field has gotten better. Truthfully is, is fantasy national presetting it and people that are providing content, you know, across being able to build this. I mean, the first year this, this DFS contest was available. I mean, it was bad. The field 50, more than 50% of the field was, you know, gone off the jump from, having the best possible outcome um now not to say again somebody can't win without building that way but it has increased every year and and moose is doing the lord's work letting people just check a button
2: do you have the numbers from last year of people who built optimally
3: Yep. So if I'm pulling up here, so I'm going to go step-by-step. So basically 78.87, so 79% of lineups had at least one golfer in every single region. So great starting spot right there. You have the ability to get the final four, but again, if you want to set yourself up and I call those neighboring pods, basically quads of, of that. So if you, you want to build where you have six quads, and that would have be 61.1% of lineups built that way last year. So basically, you know, it is still nearing 40%, 50% of the field um, last year did not have the ability to go six out of eight in the elite eight. So you're seeing that even with the best year of content we had, there's still a huge edge.
2: The other thing that I was thinking, and I spoke about this on the research show, the research show just a little bit, was in cash games, how many golfers do you think you would need to advance to the quarter, just out of their pods, in order to win cash this week, or double ups? Would it probably be two?
3: Yeah, I I would say two, at most three. I mean, if you get one of those golfers into the final day, again, getting 36 holes more than most people, um, yeah, I, I think that is definitely uh, two is probably for sure. Cashin
2: would it be prudent then if you're not playing to maximize your upside and to play optimally, if you're playing for a floor in this situation, would it then make more sense to take all six of your guys from one quad and just try to get, make sure that you get two guys out. Ideally you'd get three by taking two from three separate pods. And then you can kind of try to advance your guys down the rung.
3: Huh? I- I think that's not the, that's probably upside of amount of holes you get, but you are going to for sure guarantee yourself losses in the pool play.
2: You you do, and you don't guarantee necessarily getting yourself out. The way that I was thinking about this, just looking at the bracket right now, because I think that the top right of the bracket is by far the strongest. So you can do with that what you want. If you want to use like Morikawa and Sergio, Webb and Bubba, Xander and Herbert something like that, like those six guys. And then hopefully you can get Xander out. Hopefully one guy of your region of the two, they win. You get three guys out. That's probably good enough to cash anyway. And then you would guarantee yourself at least one more play and one more win by moving on because you would have guys actually playing each other. Now, I was just just kind of thinking outside of the box on this one as it's sort of the direct opposite of what we talked about of trying to win a GPP. But if you're trying to like win head-to-heads or a floor... Fuck, man, even if you're just trying to cash in a single entry, I think that might be good enough. Yeah.
3: So I, I just pulled up the goal. So last year was chaos. If we remember only one, one seat advance. So golfers, basically I had a, a tweet that was golfers alive for sweet 16. So golfers advancing out of the pool play. Only 13 people last year had six golfers <laughs> that got through then It went up. Uh, so that's point zero two percent then it was 194 went five of 6.27%. And then it went four of six was 2.5%, three of six, 11.5, two of six, 27.5. So yes, to cash in double ups, I think two is is plenty because there was over 50% of the field last year that did not, that had one or zero golfers advancing.
2: So if you, even if you wanted to like really hammer down on that, take three guys, from a pod and three guys from a different pod and then basically unless you just get upset which we saw last year is that random people ended up winning their pods if that doesn't happen to you in your two pods that you line up next to each other you get two guys that advance out they'll play each other then you have another guy that goes through so you don't necessarily guarantee yourself a two of six but you have very good odds of getting a two of six and then you would most definitely have the winner of that matchup if they're Mm -hmm. playing each other to advance to the next round and then see how far that guy can go but even if they only get to that point i still think that you would cash
3: yeah it's it's honestly an interesting thought to just yeah and then you don't put it in gpp i I guess maybe you could min cash but um there's no way you're you're taking it down um but if you approach the right contests and people aren't building that way and you get chaos, um, it's probably a, a good scenario to double up. Yeah,
2: I don't think that it would be... Obviously, it wouldn't be good for the 150,000 person, $5, yeah. $25. It wouldn't even be good in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League where there's 3,000 people yeah. in it. But like, even in a $100 single entry with 222 people, I don't think that... Obviously, it's, again, not the most optimal strategy, but I think it's viable.
3: Yeah, yeah. I've, I've always attacked this week for the top prize because there's not in golf there's just never any certainty of how to win it all you know and basically this is the one week that you have 64 golfers in the field you know there's only one way to, to build, to hit the absolute nuts. So that's why I love it so much is because there's a specific focus for that style, but you are making sense when it comes to these other contests.
2: Yeah, I was just trying to think a little bit outside the box because I know that everyone, yep. us included, are going to preach the same strategy because it's the proper strategy if this is really the only yeah. tournament all year long where you can actually get leverage on the field because and I mm-hmm. shout, shout out to Wiley and the golf Pogs. I was listening to that and they talked through like even with Baroff, uh, they're talking through the different strategies of everything and they make a lot of sense like there's not a ton of leverage to say even last week like hey I'm gonna fade Jason Kokrak because he's gonna be chalky and use whoever the guy was below him but those two things don't correlate like they do in other sports where hey yeah. I'm gonna fade this chalky pitcher and use the hitters on the other side so if the pitcher fails my batters are going to do really well it doesn't work like that Mm -hmm. in golf it does kind of work like that for this tournament
3: yep yep million percent And, and honestly when we start getting into the golfers my thought process is as much as possible i'm avoiding chalk whether that means fade the pool or play the the two lowest owned guys in that pod my goal is to build 150 unique optimally built lineups and you know just really leverage myself against the field
2: the difficult part of this week i do think is going to be who is going to be chalk and trying to figure that out i think this is a much more difficult ownership projections week than most others I i mean most weeks Look, it's not going to be a science. I mean, well, it is a science. It's just an inaccurate science. But when I kind of weight my numbers versus the fantasy national numbers and make my projections, like if I list the top 10 guys who I think are going to be owned, like seven of those 10 are going to be of the top 10 owned guys. Like we know who the chalk is going to be. There's going to be outliers. Some guys are going to be a little bit higher. Some guys are going to be a little bit lower. But looking at it off the hop, I think you're going to see like Norin, Gooch, Lowry, I'm just trying to think of like who the popular yeah. upset picks are going to be down the board. Those guys are most definitely going to be chalk, and I've yet to figure out if Xander is going to be chalk or not cuz he plays in the weak pod. I don't think he's going to be cuz I think people are pissed off at him.
3: Yeah, I think if I'm working bottom up, I am looking for the the groups with the least amount of equity of getting advancing out. Uh, of their pod for the one seed and then you're probably going to find the chalk so Lowry fits that bill perfectly Gooch fits that bill because you're you're looking at Bryson and Brooks's pod who Bryson we don't we don't know what was going to happen there uh, you know Brooks being the the last seed Speeds pod I don't know if I know you like Scott. I don't know if that means he's going to be chalk in that group. It's kind of equally split there. But Billy Horschel being a one. Tom, people like Tom Hoagie. You know, I, that's like where I am starting. And maybe if I'm going to pick one seeds, I, I debated not even like worrying about one seeds and just hope for for chaos again. But if I pick one seeds, it might be the ones where everyone else is going to the next tier down.
2: I think that's probably the wise move this week. And I don't think that you need to completely fade the chalk. Like Daniel Berger is going to be chalk this week. Absolutely 100%. Mm-hmm. going. But I don't know what chalk means in a field like this. Does that mean he's 15% owned? Does that mean he's 35% owned? I think that's the difficult part for me to parse this week when it comes to filling out lineups. Because if the chalkiest guy is 17%, then I really don't care at that point.
3: <laughs> so last year, the highest owned golfer was Rahm but he was only 22%. Then if you keep going down, there was one, three, four, five, six, seven other golfers between 15 and 18%. So, you know, it's probably going to be more spread out than usual. Um, Now that meant because we only have 64 golfers to pick from even the lower ends, you're not getting that many guys under 5%, but you can be strategic on how you build. You know, and, and and still play guys like Berger, and, and pair him with somebody who's going to be, um, you know, way under owned. So let's
2: talk about the 10K golfers this week. John Rahm is the highest-priced player. He is the number one seed. And frankly, looking at his, like, grouping, he's in with Reed, Young, and Munoz. It seems like a pretty easy one to win. I've picked Cameron Young to win that group. I think he's going to be a popular sleeper. He'll probably be one of the chalkier guys down at the very bottom end. I don't dispute that. I do like him here if you're going to take him against the other two people to upset Rahm. And like you said... Only one of the one seeds advanced last year. It's not like it can't happen. It's a head-to-head golf match at a course where almost every skill set is live. So when you see the Kisners, the Horschels, the Kuchers, the Norrins all end up in the final four of that type of player, like that almost makes it, it's pretty egalitarian when it comes down to it. So Rahm being the most expensive might actually push his ownership way down because he's pricey to have to begin with. People aren't in love with him at the moment. And then there's sort of this chaos theory that we saw last year. That might keep people away from Rom for the first time in ages. Scheffler is the second highest zone. He lost in the final last year. JT, Morikawa, Hovland, Cantley, DJ. So the three that I had identified that I wanted to go to uh, for me, and I don't know how I'm going to parse this out because I think if you start with one of these guys, obviously your build is dictated by the quadrants. Rom, Thomas, Morikawa in reverse order. I like Morikawa, Thomas, then Rom in that order.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm with you on Rom. And it's again, if we get to the next layer of thinking, I, I love Cameron Young, the golfer, um, uh, but he he's definitely already super steamed up um, you know, from from outright selections. His outright number is pretty long. So I think Rom might be underowned relative to to that pod. So he would be my favorite there. JT seems like he has potentially the best draw of the bunch um you know in the, in that pool six so he probably would be somebody and, and it's not like I I love I, I think if Kisner was anywhere else he would probably be super chalk um uh, in there but I would probably pass um on Justin Thomas I think Cantley and DJ might have um a little bit tougher of draws but i think their their win group equity is not all that much different than some of the top guys so i would rather go so rom i think dj than Cantley would be my top three
2: I'm looking at it right now when I was talking about overloading two of the pods, that the one to do it in might actually be that Thomas group and the speeth group. Because you can pretty much leave off Luke list. I don't think that he's gonna win this group, and unless the putter finds magic and he plays great, I would be okay with leaving him off that list and using Thomas, Kisner, Leishman, And then the one below it, you would have I'd probably leave Rose off just with the play the way that he's playing right now and use Spieth, Scott, and Keegan, and then try to get two guys through that way. Because the that bottom right as opposed to the top right is it feels like it's by far the weakest of the bunch
3: yeah when you're able to to pretty much rule out a golfer i think those are, are the best ones to attack and when i build um for 150 i i try to have at minimum one if not two selections per pod some three if i really can't separate it and i do think um that that speed pod is is pretty spread out from those guys, um, where you could um, feel pretty pretty confident getting getting one of them um, through at a lower salary than many.
2: That would be the whole case. I think you can fit all of those guys into yeah. one lineup. So that, yeah. I I would start to think about it that way. Are there is there anyone else above ten thousand dollars? Because it does feel like Gooch is going to be very popular, and then no one is going to use. Is it, that's the DJ group, right? That's the Bryson group. So you have, yeah, that's the Bryson group. So the DJ group has Homa, Wolf and Hughes. Early numbers indicate that Homa is going to be a very popular selection. Yes. So maybe DJ is the play. I don't love it, but he, you know, he has won this tournament at this course before.
3: Yeah. That that's the one that I like uh, because people go at Homa. I can't play Matthew Wolf. I don't think here. Um, I, I struggle with him. Matt Hughes, Probably not the worst because of of what he can run with the putter.
2: I picked Mac Hughes to win this pod. Uh, He won his pod last year, I believe, in this tournament. And I think that he kind of, like, if you kind of do the Ben Raza skill set stack, when I start to look at the types of players that have played well at this tournament, who aren't the elite players, who are the shorter hitting type guys that advance through, like Mac Hughes is line in line with Kevin Kisner. You know what I mean?
3: Oh, I think the... Ability that he has to birdie. If I had to get, if, if it had to be one stat for me that I want out of anybody this week, I don't care how you do it, but if you get birdies, it's going to score you points um, and and win holes, even if you give them back. So Mac Hughes definitely fits that bill. But yeah, I, I I can rule out Wolf for me. So yeah, I think DJ would be my pick there. And people, you said it off the top too, like people aren't super happy with John Rom right now. Um, and it's because of the lack of the short game. So I think maybe if you can get people, and what, he was the only one that advanced from the onesies last year. So yeah, that's probably my one-two up top there.
2: Okay, yeah. So I like Morikawa the best, but he just happens to be situated in a tough pod to begin with. And yeah. he's in probably the most difficult region on paper uh, as all four of those pods outside of the Xander pod, uh, I think are exceptionally good. Um, so that's going to make it pretty difficult for me. but. Morikawa Thomas Cantley was the only one like I'm good with writing off Hovland although I know he's going to be the favorite to go through I think Scheffler is going to be pretty popular based on what he's done recently his pod and the performance that he put up a year ago I, although he is super expensive. Like, I could talk myself into a lot of these guys, but I'm not going to play 150. I'll probably just play 50. So I need to be a bit more choosy here. And Cantley was really the only one that stuck at, stud, uh, stood out. But I think I can make a very viable case for the other three guys in the pod. Although when I talked to Feinberg about it, I do think that those three guys are all very close to each other and Cantley is a clear step up in talent. But, you know, it's three singles matches. What does that even mean? <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's, and that's why it's so, it's such an opportunity to, to be lower or weight yourself against the field because even at, at its peak, I mean, what it's a little bit of a juice coin flip from, from some of these head to heads and we we've seen it happen. So that's why I'm just so willing to write off specific golfers that have higher ownership than they, than they realistically should, because there's not a two or three X chance that they're advancing out of that pool compared to other golfers. $9,000
2: golfers. I pick Xander to win this tournament, and I have him beating Daniel Berger in the final. So you better believe at 98 and 96 that those two guys are going to be in my lineups regardless. Obviously, they won't be in every one of my lineups because I think that they're going to be pretty popular selections. They both come from both sides of the bracket, the top, the bottom. We're good to go there. I don't really have much ado about any of the other 9K guys. I could see them all advancing. Obviously, they're great players, but I, I think Bryson's going to be the ultimate leverage play. I just don't know if I can get there.
3: Oh, I'm doing it. I I absolutely think he is, is the play um, in just the sense of if if you're showing up. Okay. So think through that scenario of you have what's 54 holes, 72 night. Well, you can play over hundred holes in the five days that it is. So he has to have the health in his head to get through there. Uh, And people are just going to be so scared um, to, to play him. And they're going to love playing Taylor Gooch. I mean, Gooch is great. I, I, I don't disagree. So I think him, and I think exactly if you go around the same theory of it, Brooks, I mean, you have Lowry, HV3, EVR is playing pretty decently. Um, I, I think people are going to avoid playing Brooks. Uh, Brooks hasn't been the greatest here. Um, I would think so. I just think that's another feather in the cap of people avoiding it. So those would be my two picks.
2: Yeah. Brooks is tough. It's a tough one to go through because, but although Lowry is going to be the one that everyone takes from that pod, yeah. I have I have EVR coming out of it. He won his grouping. I like it. He won his grouping last year, and he's just playing much better golf at the moment. Agreed. Uh, than, Agreed. He, than he then he was at, the, the, at this point last year. So, and, and we have seen a lot of like repeat randos continuously win their pods at this event. There's something about this course, something about the format and structure of this event that certain guys are just good at it.
3: Yep. Yep, no, I I agree. So I th- I think I mean we'll talk about them later. But yeah, EVR would be my second pick out of each pod, and that's what I'm trying to narrow it down to. I'm trying to go one, two in each pod, um, and I didn't mention it strategically, but don't be afraid to leave money on the table here. Of either course. again, that, that's you can that's another way to easily get unique with it all.
2: There's no showdown for this, right? There can't be.
3: I don't think there there was last year but I don't see why they couldn't they do it for Ryder Cup you know it's just straight up matches um but I don't I do not remember it last year no
2: well if you need to get your showdown fixed I guarantee you there will be Corallus uh showdown yes contest. there we go yeah the, the prize pools for corralis not looking so hot this week that's why i'm i mean a no, no one cares about it even, even like the last when i kept searching all day for odds on corralis they were just like eh we'll, we'll get to them when we get to them but this starts okay. on a wednesday morning and then corralis doesn't start till thursday so if like you feel like you're dead already just get back in on You'll you'll be good to go
3: this is normally the weeks that I pitch hard for them to juice the, the DP World Tour contest, but it's been a tough scene over there too. <laughs>
2: well, you guys have already done your uh, Cutter Masters show, you and Tom, that's up on Mayo Media Network right now. Highly recommend, yep. everyone go check it out. Did you pick my guy, the Polish Prince, Moronic, to win?
3: No, but guess who's coming back? Top 20 last week out of the Finnish Flash. Sammy Valamaki, his first one in forever, and it's going to be really windy, and that's where he won in the past. He's still like 200 to 1 wacky valamaki he's back back
2: oh, yes yeah. last
3: week was first finish in forever so put you, that one down
2: you you phil you phil for a second while i go bet this this is just as fantastic okay. news
3: <laughs> yeah so this is so on the dp world tour i'll just take a moment there so we basically have this week is the last tournament until after the the masters so it's been an odd season because these fields are, are not getting the strong guys. I mean, like or Burmester are the top two in odds every single week. Um, so it's been a weird time over there. But we have a decent presence this week. And then actually next week at the Valero, um, they invited all of the guys or most of the guys so far um, on the Masters who are, are in there qualified. So like Richard Bland, Minwoo Lee, Bob McIntyre, all have exemptions so far into Valero. Not sure if they're going to invite Guido or not. It's It's been... Um, I'm flushing some money down the toilet, backing him.
2: Uh, I see Valimaki at 125 to one now. I think, I think you guys got the word out.
3: Okay. So he's out there. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, but that was the best finish since 2020. So um, I, I like the, the course correlation. Then um, I'm not going to miss him at the long numbers.
2: I will do that. I'm in 125 to one on wacky Valimaki, the finish. Perfect. Flash. He's not the guy. No, valamaki's like the big burly guy, right? Uh, yes. Thick boy. Yep. Koronen's the one who wears like the fedora on the course.
3: Yeah. Um, that Tapio, Tapio Polkonen. That's close, right. But yes, he wears the fedora, but, uh, C-Caronin wears a weird hat too.
2: Yeah. I mean, these guys could all be like third line right wingers on the Winnipeg Jets for all I know with these, you don't see a ton of Finnish golfers out there. Valamaki's a good no. name though.
3: <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I'm excited for him. Yeah. You remember that one.
2: Guess we're talking about golf brackets. However, did you know that March Madness is here? Yes, I'm guessing that you did. But still, it is here as a reminder. Not everyone can have a perfect bracket. Obviously, but you can have the perfect set of balls this tournament with the sponsor of today's show Manscaped the leaders in below the waist grooming. They've just launched their ultra premium collection to give you the total championship hygiene routine. After sweating out the games, make sure you lather up head to toe with this all-in-one skin and hair care kit to have your body and balls smell in Final Four fresh. Join the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer, which means you go to Manscaped.com and use promo code Mayo, that's M-A-Y-O for you illiterates out there, for 20% off and free shipping. This is the Cinderella story you're not going to want to miss, and I've been using it. So let's say you are a 36-year-old, but people tell you all the time, you don't look a day over 33 that's what you could do right now with the manscape ultra premium collection because when the wa- clock winds down in march be clutch avoid the upset with the manscape ultra premium collection to keep everything under control it's helped my confidence. As you can see, I don't lack that. And you know how bad my picks are. And I still have confidence. You can thank Manscapes routines and skincare for all of that. I'm feeling good, despite the fact I look at my bank account and it's not going great. But Manscaped.com can give you those savings. 20% off plus free shipping. That's pretty good. That's where I need to get my savings in because I'm losing enough money betting on golf at this point. Although the Final Four in March Madness might actually be doing pretty good for me. Either way, here's what you can get in the package. You get a premium deodorant, not for your balls, for your armpits, which you probably need. If you need some ball deodorant, you probably got a lot of problems. Dehydrating, body moisturizer, body wash, two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. I mean, mean, Jeff uses the two-in-one. I use it as well. You could be doing that with Manscaped right now. And a free gift. Who doesn't love a free gift? You can get a three-pack of lip balm that's made up with such ingredients as vitamin E. I bet you you don't have enough vitamin E in your life, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil. Oh, that sounds nice. That's four products plus a gift inside. What a score. And these products are cruelty-free, everything like that. You can hop in the shower, then lather up your hair, dry off, then put on the Manscaped deodorant, everything, Manscaped, head to toe, process one to four. You're going to be fine. You're going to be smelling good. So here it is. Get 20% off and free shipping with code Mayo at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code MAYO. M-A-Y-O. I'll spell it out for you because it's a tough one, I know. Make sure you call on Manscaped. This tournament season or your bracket won't be the only thing that's busted. Do you want to learn new skills like to build websites, troubleshoot tech issues, or transition into a new career? Over 50 million people already know that Code Academy is the best way to learn code. That's because Code Academy not only teaches you job-ready coding skills, but also helps you build unique projects for your portfolio, earn certificates, and even prep for technical interviews. Finding the right career can impact your life in a very, very healthy way. Trust me. I know about that. When you find the thing that you're meant to be doing, life gets better. It doesn't get easy, but it gets a lot better and it gets a lot happier. And learning new tech skills could be the answer for people quitting as a part of the great resignation. Learn a new skill, all right? And you can learn at your own pace and get qualified for in-demand jobs. Learn coding languages, such as Python, HTML, and CSS, SQL, JavaScript, and more. Are you not sure where to begin? Then Code Academy can point you in the right direction. It's an interactive platform that helps you learn by doing, and you can build your portfolio and get a certificate of completion to make yourself more marketable to future employers. Land your dream job in web development, programming, computer science, data science, and tons more. Join over 50 million people learning how to code with Code Academy and see where coding can take you. Get 15% off your Code Academy Pro membership when you go to CodeAcademy.com and use promo code Mayo. That's promo code Mayo at CodeAcademy.com to get 15% off code Academy Pro. The best way to learn? To code. C-O-D-E-C-A-D-E-M-Y.com. Promo code Mayo. That's M-A-Y-O, by the way. range for the match play this week. And after I go double all my bets with Valimaki and everyone I bet to win the match play, that could be terrific news for me. But you got Spieth up here. No one's going to use him. $8,900. Billy Horschel won. Did he win this event last year? I would say yes, he did win this event last year. No one's going to use that guy either at $8,800. Then you have Fitz, Neiman. Everyone on Zalatoris. Everyone on Lowry. Sergio going to be very popular. Sung Jae's at eighty-two, and then you have Scott and Fleetwood, two guys that I picked to win their grouping, but. I have to think about this in a different way than filling out a bracket or making outright bets. We're talking about DraftKings. It's a different strategy. There's different pricing. Different guys need to be taken. So yeah, you can have your convictions. Just know that your conviction is probably wrong most of the time when it comes down to this. If you can go like four of 16, with just like if you just had one pick to make, you're doing way better than most people out there trying to make your pick. So you do have to embrace some of that variance a little bit knowing that you're going to be wrong and help that dictate your picks. Is there like one lock? that you like here? Because I'm starting to think that maybe I should just play Horschel. It's not like he's playing bad golf.
3: No, I I do like Billy uh, quite a bit. And he gets the, the one seed um here which again it's it's so surprising some of these world rankings of of what it is compared to um you know a year ago but yeah i think horseshoe has a a solid draw as much as i love minwoo lee um you know first time here maybe not the best course for what it would be so then you're playing peters as a two seed um and then tommy tables there hoagie the the three seed. so i think horseshoe is a great pick and i'm with you on fleetwood um just because again people like Scheffler, people like Fitzy, probably in that range. And if you've seen flashes out of Tommy for the first time in quite quite a while this spring, was ball striking it well over in Europe, um, and then came over. And again, front page of the leaderboard, the players. um, And then last week, he was decent too at the Valspar. So I think Tommy would be my second selection in there too.
2: Yeah, per the numbers that I ran at Fantasy National when I constructed the model, Zalatoris rates out fifth of all players. Lowry is 14th of all players. Adam Scott is 13th. I like Adam Scott a lot this week. I think that his draw, it's not easy, mind you, but I think that's one of the weaker brackets, the Spieth-Scott-Rose-Keegan type of bracket. But all this kind of just pushes Spieth to the wayside, doesn't it? Yep.
3: Yep. And that's, I would say he, he was the one I wanted to make sure we brought up before where he just has that innate ability to find birdies. So, um, you know, you match him up with, you know, off the top, Justin Rose, you don't really love Keegan. Everyone was on last week. Maybe they're off again. He would probably be the two for me in that, in that pod. Um, So yeah, I think finding those leverage one seats um, and speed fits that bill like Billy does too in this range.
2: So with the, 7k guys i think this is where we start using more of your strategy of fade the chalk because i think it's really going to galvanize yep. around certain players and that would be the highest and second highest price guy of the seven thousand dollar range everyone actually the top actually maybe I, I, yeah so we have sorry russell henley is 7900 people be using russell henley abraham answers a one seed and he's 7900 bucks people are gonna use him norin homa gooch Various degrees of chalkhood this week. It's probably going to go Gooch, Homa, and Noren because I think that everyone realized that everyone was on Noren and then peddled back, and he becomes that guy that if you had just given everyone a chance to fill out their lineups the moment that the pricing came out, that Noren would be in like forty-five percent of lineups. But by the time everyone thinks yep. about it, consumes content, gets around to Wednesday morning, he'll be in like thirteen percent of lineups.
3: Yep, yep. Uh, I I agree, and and there's. Again, there's just not that much of a difference between the actual win, Even though in our heads it feels like a no-brainer, like you see those, of course they're going to advance. But you know, it, it's just such an opportunity to continue to to get off and give yourself much higher GPP winning upside by playing. Like, when's the last time we talked about Fina? you know, and he, he draws Xander. Okay. Not great, but he also draws Herbert and Kanaya in the bottom half. So there's, there's definitely a, a huge difference, even up to Tony in the little amount of form for him versus the other guys. I wish I had the stomach to play uh, old Patty Reed here, but I don't think I can do it.
2: Yeah, Patty Reed, now project to be the two lowest owned of that top end. Uh, I like Leishman yep. and Webb. That grouping, by and large, is just going to be criminally under owned. Answer, Webb, Herman, and Bubba, they're all pretty flat in terms of their pricing. But everyone just, I think that it's so hard to differentiate between those four guys of who you really think is going to win. All four of them come in, maybe except for Answer, under owned.
3: Yeah, I actually like Webb a lot, too. I was kind of hoping we saw. love Webb. We saw enough last week. Yep, exactly. And same thing like Bryson. I know there was, you know, the neck issues before the players, plays for the first time, misses a cut, comes out last week, shows life. He clearly knows he can get through 90-plus holes. So, yeah, I I think Webb's a fantastic play. Because you you look at answer, I mean, I think that's probably the lowest of any group, um, or right there on the lowest uh, win equity from the the one seed. clearly he's in the seven case too. So yeah, Webb is an awesome play.
2: So I would, it's funny because you mentioned Fina because I'd probably take Herbert as my second guy in that grouping. Uh, okay. If I was going to like try to pair anything up, because I don't really want Kanaya. I just don't know enough about Kanaya and whether he's really on these guys' level or not. Uh, although we have seen like, I, didn't Victor Perez beat Bryson last year in advance out of the pod?
3: He was in the final four, so right, Perez right. was, and then the year um, Biergard made it to the the final four too, and he knocked out Tiger. So there's going to be some rando that gets through, um, you know, on it. I mean, guys that I you know love on the DP World Tour, we're going to see somebody do it.
2: Yeah, uh, even the very first or second year first or second year bill haas and my guy Tony hara made the final four so it can
3: happen Ooh, i forgot for Hidetto. Yeah. yeah
2: i mean i don't know what happened to tawny Hur. He's out smoking cig somewhere in a corner but <laughs> like kisner herman are down here reed like you mentioned i like leishman and webb i like connor yes Seabez okay. is a really difficult one for me because that entire grouping is just filled with players that I love and that could get me away from some Burger Chalk although I have him going to the finals uh I think by the numbers is he number one in this field for me let's see here now Burger is actually 11. The number one player per my numbers over the past 36 is Justin Thomas with okay. uh, makes uh, sense yeah uh, with Russell Henley is number two Ooh, fun times Ooh. right there Don't, don't want to be, don't, don't want to be taking too much of that one, but Hattenberger, Siwoo and Bez, any one of those guys could win that pot. Not a problem.
3: Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I had such high hopes for Siwoo at the players. Um, (laughs) but, but there's no reason to just write him off after he's, he's had way more of a consistent season than people give him credit for. So I am for sure getting, I I would pick him over Sibez. Um, but yeah, that, that pod's another situation where, yeah, I think with the burger, um, and we we haven't talked. You said Henley's pot. I mean, we didn't even talk about the other three golfers in there. Is is Neiman in the seven Ks too?
2: No, he's in the eight. Is he, he in the eight? He's pretty, okay. He's so pretty he's expensive. The eights.
3: Yeah, he's pretty okay. expensive. Oh, he's eighty six.
2: Yeah, but so, okay. H- Henley is the play. I love Kevin Na in that group, and we'll get to him in the six. So. I, I know he's yep. coming back from having the baby. He wasn't injured. This is honestly like just looking at the past two years and the guys that do well here. I, I told it to Feinberg. Sony Open, uh, Colonial, RSM, yep. Wyndham. That's the place yep. where all these guys play well.
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's. I mean, the Pete Dye. I mean, Baba probably, you know, feels a little odd. But, I mean, just the 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 short course guys that can, it takes away the, not just doesn't necessarily take away the driving ability, but anybody can play well here.
2: Bubba's coming in at like early numbers showing like 5%.
3: Did he play? He didn't play last week, but he was really, oh, he did play last week. He He was terrible. He missed the Um, cut. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he should have hit that one amazing round with his putter at the players. But again, it's just a plug your nose type of thing. And you know, the the ceiling is there. I mean, that was such a win. I think like everybody was on Bubba from you guys that year um, when he blitzed everybody.
2: And he just couldn't miss that year either. Like everything was mm-hmm. rolling for Bubba. The irons, the putter, the driving. It, it really didn't matter. He was just winning.
3: Man, yeah. No, this this event, I mean, just watching the the different matchups, the different dynamics. I mean, I just, I love this event so much.
2: Uh, some of the courses that I pointed out are actually really good Jason Kokrak courses as well. I just wonder if he's counting Saudi money right now.
3: So this was odd. So last week, uh, Axis came down. Um To hang out in Florida, get, get down from Michigan. We went to the Valspar. Kokrak was so chatty on the golf course with Brooks, like just jabbing it up. And I, I picture the opposite. So maybe he's out there, you know, still pitching people.
2: Maybe he's just, maybe he's like, I have won so much money the last two years. Like I don't give a fuck what happens nothing anymore. matters yeah this is great and louis wanted
3: nothing louis wouldn't even like look at these guys as he just walked down the fairway
2: <laughs> I, I actually find it funny that brook like was brooks being chatty at the same time
3: yeah oh they were just yucking it up it was it was seriously like i, I didn't think brooks would even like pay attention to anybody and he was just him and crack off the first tee were just gabbing. yeah i like i don't know if i like Webb more as
2: a 7400 dollars DraftKings play or as an 80 to 1 outright bet
3: Man, I haven't even digested some of the odds. Did they make too many adjustments? Like, I know you guys, I watched some of the show right off the jump and the adjustments didn't have been. Has there been anybody that's been really priced differently yet?
2: Not really. A couple guys have slipped. But, I mean, what I'm looking at right now, uh, like, you can find Rom as the favorite at 14 to 1. Like, if you wanted him. Like, I I bet Morikawa at 25 to 1. I bet Xander at 28 to 1. So, I mean, and this will be... Like last week, and I'll go to like the boost bets, and it'll be like, oh, Xander Shoffley, we'll boost him up to 35 for you. And I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll cash out my 25, put the exact same amount down on the 35, and then I'll just lose my money. Like I did with Brooks last week, I was like, oh, 33, good number. And then it's like, oh, here, you can have Brooks at 40. It's like, whoa, even better. Cash that one out, go bet on this one. Loser. Always a
3: loser. I, I love that they're doing it. It, it, makes, it makes so much sense, and it's just so appetizing.
2: It is like it, you can bet. Uh, let's see. Here's a couple of, like the boosted ones that I'm seeing right now. You can boost Dustin to twelve to one to just make the final. You can boost Zalatoris twenty eight to one to just make the final. Now he's under right. this week, but he does rate cool. out really well. For I actually like him in this format. We didn't even really talk about it that yeah. much. That doesn't this. Although when you go back and look at the people who have won. They're all really good putters, by and large, like historically in your mind. But wouldn't this format really help out the shit putter?
3: Well, because they're, they're going to par you to death. So yeah, you have to at least you, you have a high floor because, I mean, he doesn't bogey very often, it feels like. So, yeah, I mean, you just have to run hot with a little bit of a putter and not to say he can't. Uh, I mean, I, I love Willie Z. But yeah, you'd think somebody who there's there's two two strategies. You just par them to death and you take advantage and they make mistakes, or you have to run up the birdies. Um so maybe those guys just don't have that that innate birdie ability as much, but they should. And and Zaltoris has probably got a, a great draw outside of Hoveland. So um he, he he's not a, he's he's a reason he's chalk.
2: Yeah, he can He can get through here. I don't want to say pretty easily because you have to beat Vic and he's an underdog. He has to beat the guy who's the favorite. But once he does that, I would like if I was to rank the eight players as a part of his like pod, it would be Hovland, then Zalatoris. I'd have Zalatoris over Neiman in this format. Yeah, totally agree. So and listen, it's not a 35 foot putt. That's a problem for Will Zalatoris. It's a three-foot putt, no. which he might get. I guess uh, he will. He might have. There's a reason. I, I had NAW coming out of the top and Zalatoris coming out of the bottom, and I picked NAW to pass Zalatoris because you know Kevin Naw's gonna be like, "No, you need to putt that, sir."
3: Oh, 100%. DJ's probably still mad at him from last year.
2: Yeah, no, no it's like, I mean, it's almost like, I'm surprised Poulter isn't getting more buzz. I know we're not there yet, but just being like a match play guy, there's something to, I, I assume like Kisner and Horschel are exactly the same way. Like they're going to ticky tack you to death and just make you aggravated on the golf course by, by not giving you a gimme that the other person would give you and that kind of thing that just makes people really frustrated. You, you ever play golf with someone who's frustrated? They don't play well.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Little things. I mean, Feinberg posted that video uh, of Keegan and uh, Miguel Angel Jimenez. I mean, there are some really, really good moments and just little things that can drive people crazy. And if you don't have the attitude to get over with, you know, then, then take advantage. And you know, these guys do it on purpose for sure.
2: Oh, I I mean, when I play head to head with Andrew Cust and there's like five holes left and he's beating me, I have to go into... A little bit of needle in here and there. I try to keep it pretty jovial and pretty friendly until like the the match is on the line and then I can basically just get him to bleed eight strokes and two holes to me because he's like in (laughs) his own head and he's freaking out. We have another friend like that too, who if he gets mad, and obviously these guys are pros and I'm comparing them to like the scrubs that I am and play with, but he's not a bad golfer until he gets rattled just a little bit. Then the quintuple bogeys start coming out and the
3: broken clubs yep that's all you gotta do you know when to poke the bear
2: yeah and I, it feels like Nob might have an inside track of how to do it. like that's how he won his match with dj last year
3: oh 100 Um uh, bob mcintyre almost lost his too he made uh dj putt i think he bob was in for par and dj had like a 12 footer for eagle and bob made him put it and dj makes the eagle and then like blitzed him down the stretch and bob had to advance in a playoff um but it, you see it both ways with golfers
2: yeah. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah. You, n- you never know how it's going to work out. But yeah, Na seems annoying enough and he's really slow. That can't help too. Like, do you think that because Jason Day won this one year too? Should we be targeting exclusively really slow players yeah, in the match play? And the other guy's just like, oh, my fuck, man, just hurry up.
3: <laughs> yeah. I-, I don't hate it. I think anything to eat under the skin, Um, uh, I- I'm down for.
2: Okay. So Cameron Young, an even $7,000. I like him to advance. I really like his skill set for this course. I think this course in particular highlights, and this format, highlights everything he does well and really hides everything he doesn't do well. He's very good off the tee. He has enough length to make sure that he can access these par fives and two with relatively little ease. If there is an accessible pin at a drivable par four, he should be able to drive any of those. And that could be any one of like five par fours, depending on where the tee box or wind is that day. Like I never thought that 18 was drivable, but it turns out 18 is drivable if you cut off a corner and kind of go after it. Or he is so good from like 125 and in that on these short par fours, he can just lay up and he's a good putter. That's the thing. Normally these guys, guys are luke list and they can't make a five foot putt cam young can
3: mm-hmm. no he he's the best of the corn fairy guys that have came out he is live in big field events he is going to be great at augusta um i, I like what what he's been out this so far this year really has earned it um does that mean i going to be there to get out of pool play. He just seems like the trendy guy right at 7K when I think Bassi Munoz uh, in, in that could could definitely, um, you know, get nuclear like he does on Thursdays. We can see that.
2: Uh, so maybe he just plays Patrick Reed on Thursday and uses up all those putts when he doesn't need them and then <laughs> loses to Young and Rom. Obviously you have to go through John Rahm. That's tough. I yeah. don't know if Young ends up as chalky as maybe we think he's going to be though.
3: Oh oh I think totally over predicting So I don't don't want to put people off because he's definitely somebody I'm excited for this week. Um, it just comes down to narrowing a player pool and if I really want to get over leveraged. But yeah, I, I like um I just like him as a golfer. Six
2: thousand dollar range. I like Hoagie and so far the numbers don't reflect people liking hoagie all that much although when i went and ran through the numbers let me pull up Tom, old hollywood hoagie here uh per the numbers skyler he ranks number four out of all players in this field for me have you heard
3: uh his other nickname before no what is it so tommy tables um oh yes yes so- <laughs> He, he yeah the shotgun start um, I love listening to those guys um, they they got some inside scoop that if he makes the cut it's a straight beeline to the casino and he loves the crab stables so
2: what you're saying is that it's good for his wallet that they don't have a tournament at the Greenbrier anymore
3: yeah 100% and, and maybe it's even I guess Austin's probably got to have something so if anyone's uh, around Friday night uh, if you want to throw some dice look out for Tommy so I like Hoagie <laughs> Hot Dice Hoagie. Uh, <laughs>
2: Kevin Nah I said I like coming out of that group. EVR, I like as a sleeper, and I like yes. Mac Hughes. So I think that's good enough for like my base at the very bottom end. Fuck, I can play two of those guys, and then all of a sudden... like Very few people are going to play two 6K guys this week. I'll tell you that much. And I think they're not that dissimilar from... Almost anyone else. Like if you had to I, I know that we'll run simulations on this and it will give you, you know, like what do you what would you say Rom's actual like true odds are to advance from his pod? Is it over fifty percent? Because the odds will be over fifty no, percent. I don't think it is. Odds
3: will be over. I, I don't think he's I don't think he's I mean he's a favorite of the group, but he's not um, you know, minus money. I I would say forty percent.
2: Yeah, I I would probably even cap it lower than that. When you still have three other guys now, yes, Reed's in there, but I mean, yeah. it's. I think when you start to think about it in those sorts of ways, that it becomes a little bit easier to take more of these gambles at the bottom of the board.
3: That that's the name of the game. I mean, so so the one I love what you said about Van Um uh, I think he has been very sneaky in this forum recently. And you mentioned he came out of the pod. Um, he would be somebody, when I'm thinking of betting, I, I know it makes sense to see the, the strength of the neighboring pods, but at some point you, you just take a shot of somebody who's going to advance and then everything can fall into place because it's not going to go how we think. So if you get somebody out, I, he's great. And he was like last or one of the bottom ones on the odds board. So I'm a big fan of Van Royen. But if I'm gonna keep going down, I mean, you liked Kevin Nah. We think Henley could get popular. Mav McNeely feels like we're getting zero talk out of, um, and that pod's not all that 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 strong.
2: I would bet you McNeely is higher owned than Kevin Nah.
3: Okay, well then I would play Kevin Nah because I I I I agree with what you said. yeah, I got, McNe- yeah, I I got McNeely. I got
2: McNeely. I got McNeely right now. Uh, I mean, listen, we're doing this very early, but there's not a whole lot of time
3: at the same no. time because yep. this
2: starts on Wednesday. I have McNeely as the highest owned guy of the sixes.
3: Okay. Well then I- I'm very easily fading that. Um, the one then I'm for sure going to be good on. So if we talked about the upside of what Bryson could do, we talk about the ownership of, of Gooch. Then we talk about the downside of what, what Bryson <laughs> could do. We're bringing in the legend of, of 2021. If there was the best golfer out there, Tim's boy, Richard Bland, I'm ready for it. He should fit the course. I mean, just plotter, get it done, played phenomenal all of last year, had a little off-season surgery, came came back um, at a second already this year. He's in the field next week. Uh, I think Dick Bland can show some life.
2: Oh, boy. I'm kind of... If Tim hadn't already been telling me that he is going to win this pod, then I would feel much better <laughs> about it. But I, I don't think that anyone wants to see that happen. I think I have... And listen, everyone's going to have their favorite guys from down in the sixes. Uh, I mean, Jeff picked Harold Vernon the third because HB3 like, gave him yeah. tickets to the tournament. So, of course. I mean, that's one yeah. angle that you can play. I don't think that Keegan is the most outrageous play at this tournament. Like, I like Connors. Like, that Casey, Connors, Sergio... Keegan, that type of player has also had a lot of good history here in getting out of their group. They eventually yep. their putter turns cold because they're them and they don't win, but you know, they've advanced to the Elite Eight or something like that. And fuck, that's all you need out of out of Keegan Bradley. So Keegan kind of fits that. There's a couple other names down here. Like no one's gonna use Wolf. I don't want to no one wants to use nope. Wolf. I get why no one's using him. Do you yep. take a shot on him? I mean, Min Woo and Kanaya are kind of I mean, if this was a Link-style course, maybe Minwoo, Kanaya, I, I have no idea. I would like Bland more than them. But what about Herbert? Herbert's, like, good.
3: Yeah, yeah. I He's played, what, he was at the Honda, was it, when he was really strong? Um, or one of those, um, yeah, the, uh, Arnold Palmer, when he finished inside the top 10. Yeah, I like Herbert. Um, that's, a, that's a tough draw with Xander there. But if you rule out Kanaya, um, he probably wouldn't be my pick. I would still prefer Bland. I'm a little shocked. I know we, we just kind of ran by in the low seven case, but that they priced Bob so high at 7,300. Um, you had him coming out of the region, right? Or was that, oh no, that was, you picked Mackenzie Hughes. Do you like McIntyre at all?
2: I did until I saw he, who he was in with. Like that group is yeah.
3: tough. Uh,
2: and I don't know if Morikawa's is just off right now or what's going on with him. But if you could tell me a player to design that would dominate this course, it's him.
3: For sure. Well it should have been last week, too. I would have thought last week was was picture perfect for him. See, I, I, actually think,
2: uh, I actually think Honda is the most perfect Colin Morikawa okay. course on earth, uh, although he's yep. never played it, which is kind of stunning to think about. But whenever huge distance isn't a factor, and it's not this week, uh, this actually kind of reminds me a little bit of when they played the workday. I uh, mm-hmm. like the easier version of Mirrorfield when they like advanced the yep. tees. It wasn't as long. You had a couple of those drivable par fours. Like no one is better on the planet at driving par fours than Colin Morikawa. He's the greatest at it.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one at Harding Park, legendary.
2: Yeah. And uh, JT is kind of the opposite. JT never tries to drive a par four and one. He's just like, how about I put it to 110 yards and put it two feet from the pin?
3: <laughs> yep. Yep. No. So I would... Yeah, it just feels, and maybe that's, again, more eager to what match, let, match play can bring. And maybe it's a stress-free way for guys to find some form, feel a little bit better. It is what it is. But y- you have to hope to see something out of both him and Rom that can show a little bit until we get to Augusta.
2: That's my one worry about Bryson, that he's only playing to get competitive reps in.
3: Yeah, Yeah, it's probably, I mean, he has to before if he's, if he's playing it, obviously. So I just think if you're going to get him at like 7%, that that sounds very appetizing no
2: I completely agree I'm just pulled up the bracket now just to kind of take an outside look at it Uh, so you have who who do we think are the exploitable one seeds who not even exploitable one seeds who are one seeds in a group that we don't consider to be strong that's why I mean that's why I picked Xander to win A it's not a 72 hole cut event so you know advantage Xander Shoffley versus any other tournament weird format he's playing a little bit better than I think that people realize I think this course sets up really well for him but with Fina that's why I liked Herbert a little bit though because Fina Herbert, and Kanaya. Kanaya, I think we're just putting an X through. We're not going to take him. Watch him fucking win now. Finau, no one knows where he's at. No one has any faith in him, me included, that I don't want to pick him. And that just leaves Herbert there. That if he just yeah. beat Xander in his matchup, he probably advances.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's fair. And if you can narrow it down, if you're confident it's going to be a 1v1, um, yeah, I think if we, we answer the exploitable ones you have to think the but I like them it's, it's like Brooks and speed they're probably the lowest of like if you ran odds type of thing yeah uh, well I would know, it would probably percent
2: it would probably be it would probably be answer but he's in with Herman Webb and Bubba yeah three guys you're like oh god like I wanted like those are three guys I was thinking about betting this week
3: <laughs> we haven't even talked about um like Louie today and Louie's pod I mean that's Norin. Norin's in there but we haven't discussed um that entire pod, basically, um at all. Demon I like Connors. I mean, you're getting some in that's yeah, that, that's, that's that
2: that's a tough pod, man.
3: Yeah, because you get let me see. So Louie, Casey, Norrin. Yeah. And you have Connors is
2: nice. I like that. Well, you have Louie and Norrin, who are like I don't want to say identical players, but similar players, and then Casey and Connors, yep. who are super similar players.
3: Yep. Yep, and no one that you're blown away with, but yeah, I think Connors, um, and he's not. Has he had any success here before? I don't.
2: I can't recall whether or not he's played here before, but I know Casey has had an incredible amount of success at getting out of his group at this course. And I just see—I see Connors as kind of the new version of Casey with the way that he plays. Obviously, Casey is much better around the greens than Connors. And maybe that will come back to bite Connors like it normally does. But the ball striking every single week is exactly what you want to see. And hey, the only time that Connors ever really rolled it well was in Texas, guy. It's
3: true. It's true. Uh, I'm trying to see Connors 0-3 sweet in um, his time here Good pick, Somebody, <laughs> do we think that really matters like yeah people I, probably over
2: I, I i put it this way i don't think that it matters in the context of does that mean he's never going to win here but you're probably yeah. not looking at connor's like stomping the competition here and it's a super tough pod anyway i have two and one with a tie break gets out of this one yeah
3: yeah and those those playoffs um that can be some of the most stressed uh, you get on Friday afternoon because what well, they don't count the head to head. So it's just literally one hole and it makes or breaks your weekend times.
2: So let's try to do this. Let's try to figure out what are the three weakest pods? What are the three strongest pods? Because I think that is one angle you can take. Like if you're going to take a one seed. You want to target the ones that t- are playing the weakest ones. Or if you want to yep. take that sleeper that no one is taking, you take the second best guy, at least in your mind, of like the Herbert. I don't think that Herbert's going to yep. win his pod. I think that Xander's going to win. But if Xander doesn't win, you have a 3% Herbert sneaking through. Yep. So I think that yep. one for so, sure is on the short list.
3: Yeah, I would say, oh man. So, but that, that's where it leads me to end up on some ones. Like, I think Billy's pod is weak, but, I mean, you get Peter's tables, Minwoo, I don't know. Um, yeah,
2: no, listen, I'm, I'm with you. Listen, I like Hoagie. The numbers like Hoagie. If I—if Tom Hoagie went 0-3, I'm not going to be super fucking stunned.
3: <laughs> no, no, not at all. So I would think Billy gets their... Um, and this is where the the popular two seeds come out, like like Lowry when you're getting there, and then you play the Rom group. Yeah, but I th- uh,
2: I think that Lowry group is stronger because the the one is a bit like weakened, the bottom end. But Lowry, Verner, and EVR I think are all viable.
3: Okay. Yeah. No, I, I I don't disagree. So we're trying to find a pod that basically you can write off almost two golf, and or, the only one that we've
2: or at least find one guy that you can just strike through, and then we can make it like. I kind of uh, you like Munoz. I kind of think that Rom's group's the same way.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Because you could write off. If you write off Munoz and you write
2: uh, off Reed, then you got Young and Rom.
3: Yep, yep, and that's the same thing like Victor and Zalatoris. You write off Tringali. You write off Straka. Should we be
2: writing Um, off Tringali and Straka
3: though? Are they playing good enough? Straka played decent last week, didn't he? Or, or at the players, wasn't he like first page of the leaderboard? For no, because he got or no, yeah, he finished ninth. Straka finished ninth. Uh, maybe we like Straka because he's got three top 15s in his last four events. I mean, Florida, and but but you have to go through heavy hitters, you know, that's that potentially the Vic Zalatoris is potentially the best one two in any region,
2: yeah. So that one's tough.
3: And then, yeah, other that's that, why it's, it's easy to avoid that. It's, it's really,
2: it's really the Horschel group and it's the Xander group. Those are the two and the ROM group. I'd say that those are probably the three weakest groups.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think I can, uh, I, I can agree with their speed group might be like, I think they're similar, but, uh, they're all not that great. And for ruling out Rose, um, that would probably be my pick if I'd add one more.
2: Yeah, and I don't – listen, I'm going to rule out Rose. He's not going to make my player yeah. rule, but I don't think that he – like, listen, if Rose wins this, that makes sense to me.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think if you have conviction on somebody, you you go with it and you hope to um, just get lucky. I, I think it was – so if I, I re-pulled up that tweet one more time, and it was like under 300 lineups last year after the first day <laughs> were 6-0. and So like – Do not set your expectations high. You're just going to nail this thing. Strongest groups.
2: And I would say that these are the most balanced where you can realistically make a case for anyone to come out of. I'd say two and 15, the Morikawa and Answer group, both most definitely fit that build. The Louis group fits that build. And three of those groups are all in one quadrant. That's what I think that X... Well, he'll be relatively popular. Is pretty decent leverage because he just has the easiest path against those three groups. And then, like, yes, I, yes, I like Morikawa the best. Yes, I like Connors the best or Webb the best. But I just feel so much better about Xander coming out of his group than any of those three guys.
3: Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, that that seems to be the clear separation. If, if I think a strong group, I mean. We didn't love Siwoo and and Bez because of what they are, but having Burger as a two and Hatton as a one, I think that's a pretty powerful punch um, to to have a strong top down group.
2: Yeah, the the thirteen group, Hatton, Berger, Siwoo, and Bez reminds me a lot of the Louis Casey Connors Noren group, where it's just like, yeah, who fucking knows? <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. And then, yep, nope, I.
2: The Brooks group, I think, is sneaky balance, although it's just not the strongest overall. But I think those guys are very close to each other up and down the board. Then you have Scheffler, Fitzpatrick, Poulter, and Fleetwood, which I think is a very good group.
3: Yeah, I think that's a strong group. That would have been my next selection there because I like Tommy a lot. And we know Poulter um, lives for these type of things.
2: Well, I'm glad people listen to an hour of the show and they're no farther ahead than when they started.
3: <laughs> hey, I mean, we we probably, if we either of us win, we covered every golfer in the field. So we're like, yeah, of course we told you to play him.
2: Yeah, can't lose. It's perfect. Uh, but we did go through the strategy. I think that was very helpful. I'm going to really yep. think through in... Even like small field small field tournaments, whether they be GPPs, cash games, but mainly like single entry, three max type stuff with less than like 500 people, I might consider doing like the three and three versus each other and just test it out to see if it works. And people can tell me I'm an absolute moron because I'm bad at math, so maybe that doesn't work out at all. But just like you telling me the numbers, me thinking that through, I think there's something there, but you have to be able to pick the right one. You know, like pick the right pods next to each other and that is a bit more difficult because there's no obvious answer. That's why I wanted to go through the weakest and the strongest, like, cause you could do it with the Xander side, but you could pick three guys from, I mean, you could pick three guys from the Connors, Casey, who's group. And then Noren wins. And you're like, Oh, great. <laughs> yep.
3: Yeah, no, I think that's uh, you you basically need two groups neighboring each other that you, you say there's zero chance. This guy gets through. Um, and yeah, if, maybe if you didn't want to play bryson okay say you wrote off bryson and you wrote off ugh, that just that would be a, that would be tough to swallow going dj homa mac hughes gooch westwood bland because of like the bottom two there but you can almost write off a golfer in each of those groups if you don't trust bryson
2: or you could do but then that's just all four of the guys from the louis group with herbert and Xander, and leave off feno and kenaya
3: <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean we know it's going to like somehow go horribly wrong. But the best way to like describe this week is it's basically the Daytona version of what golf like the 500 for people that that build that way. You if you're running a cash lineup, you're just picking six six drivers who are starting 30th and back and you just pray you get three of them to survive the wrecks and you know, you're going to cash that way. So that's absolutely what you're doing. Even though sometimes, you know, there's probably going to be a golfer in the team or the driver in the teens starting position that's going to get you there. Um, you just have to to think it through and, and really maximize that floor.
2: Yeah. And I guess the one thing that if you were to like try to win a GPP with that strategy, I think you would lose too many of the opening rounds of the guaranteed holes. But if somehow Her- Herbert won... He's going to be like three percent owned. That you would you would actually do really well in large scale GPPs if the right guy mm-hmm. won at low ownership because you'd be like one of the few people who had him.
3: Yeah, and what's not to say? Even if you if you nailed if you nailed six out of the final eight, you're going to win. But there has been lineups that get four out of four in the finals. Um, i think this happened a couple of years ago and they still didn't stand a chance to get there on sunday because they got golfers through that were like two and one or one one and one across the board one playoffs those early wins do really matter even for guys not advancing i mean last year was complete chaos because barely any people got three of four in the finals because how crazy it got so if we don't see one seeds getting through again I, this is when my last question I was going to ask is what's a proper line of one seeds getting moving on? Like, what would we set it at? Four and a half over under. Yeah. I was going to say what, if you say 30% chance is a win rate of, of there that gives you a 4.8. Right. Yeah. So um, I think four and a half is a very fair line.
2: So I have, when I did the bracket, I have one, no one, two, Three, three. Moving on. So you had
3: what? Colin, Xander, and Cantley. Cantley, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure a couple years ago it was it, it got like decently chalky. Rick yeah. tweeted it today. Yeah, there was right? one. There was was one of them.
2: Yeah, I think there was eight of sixteen in 2019 ended up making it. Okay. So you and never then it know was how five it was going five,
3: five five one. Yeah, I mean. I hope there's just complete carnage. That's what I love.
2: Yeah, I'm here for the complete carnage. I want to be able to position myself the best way to do it. And you can too, by just making life easy on yourself, using fantasynational.com to generate your lineups you can use the quadrant selector to make sure that everything works out perfectly it's just very very easy for you so fantasynational.com mayo to get yourself 20% off play in the listeners league that's down in the description right now and uh, the free bracket challenge with the prizes that's down there as well code mmn at fangolf.com wacky Valamaki for Skylar Hoke on the DP World Tour picks and bet show that's up right now uh, and what else you got going on the week? You're on with Jeff Ratcliffe on SiriusXM?
3: Yeah, yep. So Monday afternoons, we, we record our, our DP World Tour, and then Wednesday afternoons on SiriusXM for a little preview. I guess tomorrow will be Tuesday afternoon uh, with, with Ratcliffe for that. So yeah, you can always follow me on Twitter, Ownerships. This is my favorite week to go through these tweets. I'll be updating it as much as possible with all the victories and seeing... Uh, who's left standing after a crazy couple days.
2: The WC Dell match play brought to you by
3: Microsoft Excel. Everyone's favorite week of the year. (laughs) Amen. No, I appreciate you having me on, Pat. Uh, Love this week and best of luck to everybody. All right. You too. And remember,
2: once again, DP World Tour picks and bets on the fantasy sports. Uh, the Mix podcast on Mayo Media Network where you got to get like quick hitting golf, quick hitting UFC. There's a bunch of stuff out there. So I highly recommend that you go subscribe to that audio feed if that's where you want. it. you can find it on Mayo Media Network, sub to that right now. And that'll do it for me. Good luck to everyone out there. A reminder, again, this starts on Wednesday, not Thursday. Keep that in mind. And I'll see you next time.
1: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about.